everybody. Welcome to the City Girls podcast. And this is the show where we're talking about sex in the city. So much fun. And today we're talking about season four, episodes four, five, and six. And it is some pretty spicy episodes, would you say? Would you agree, Jack? Yeah, these are nice and spicy, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and y'all will have to forgive me. I got a little bit of a cold. Don't worry. Don't have COVID. Tested twice. And I don't have COVID, but I am a little, a little under the weather. So sorry about my voice, but, uh, but we're going to have I'm fun talking. I'm sad that you're not feeling well, but I will say there's <laughs> nothing wrong with a little kind of like sexy growl you got going on here. It's a little gravelly. I, I'm into it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Put in the comments. If y'all find, yeah. if y'all find sick Rachel sexy, let us know. I <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So the first episode that we're talking about, episode four, what's sex got to do with it? It's called, and basically you have Carrie, she's going out with Ray and Ray is like super into jazz. And uh, he's basically like Ryan Gosling in La La Land. <laughs> basically in this. Analogy. Yeah. Explaining jazz. And I think it's interesting because I think it's important that you at least show like passing um, interest in the things that your partner is interested in like a little bit, but I think every day and just being as all encompassing, I, I don't think that that should be required of a partner. Um, like I, I don't expect, you know, I do my open water swimming and we just had the great Salt Lake open water swim. Uh, and I finished it fifth time finishing it. <laughs> yeah. And I would expect my partner to come and cheer me on even if they hate swimming and they hate, you know, whatever. Um, I think that that's a reasonable expectation when possible. But like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to like train with you. Right. Like, and I think that's like, oh, you better come to the event, but like, you don't have to be as invested in it as I am or as you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I would be really offended if somebody like if I'm super excited and talking about my podcast or talking about the different things I'm interested in, and they were like, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to hear what you have to say. But on the other hand, you have to make sure you're giving them room to also express their interests and be interested in what they have to say and be attending their you know activities and interests and things like that. Yeah. And so I think that's the problem with Ray is that, yes, it's really good that he's so passionate about jazz but he's just kind of steamrolling through the relationship. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because he does, it, it is sort of this mono-focused thing. I think the only thing where I was a little bit understanding of Ray and kind of, you know, you know, we, we Carrie can be Carrie. Mm-hmm. Like, Carrie's just kind of like, well, I don't like jazz. And I think that it's like, well, Carrie, you don't have to be obsessed with the way that Ray is but maybe just being a little bit more open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she says, yeah, I don't like jazz, but she, I mean, in her defense, she does open herself up to it. And, uh, and she even buys the DVDs and he's like, oh no, you got to have records. (laughs) Like, okay, baby boy, like, let me do it at my own pace, my own time. I think I'm good here. Where Carrie is kind of tempted by this relationship is evidently he's super good in the sack. Like the best ever. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's got those jazz hands, 
you know? Mm, I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, not, right. not like the pure jazz hands, but. Oh, yeah. Man knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad for the people that are just listening and not watching on YouTube because Rachel yeah. and I were just jazz handing. Yeah, epic jazz hands. Yes. And but here's the question is uh <laughs> is chocolate eclairs and John Stewart the perfect relationship? <laughs> Definitely John Stewart. And I do like chocolate. I'm not a huge eclair person though. Oh really? <laughs> How do you feel? I do like a good eclair. I do, yeah. I like the, the cream filling. I think yeah. it's good. Uh it probably wouldn't be my go-to like orgasmic dessert okay so that's exactly my point like the, i i agree with that it's not like i'm gonna turn down an eclair but like <laughs> it's not gonna be the one that i'm like yeah you know what actually probably wouldn't be chocolate i uh i'm trying to think what would be my like ultimate dessert but um they make it um at disneyland they make this churro toffee that oh. is so good you i mean it's like five dollars for like a little piece and it is but it's so good so good yeah the churros just regular churros are so good too when you dip, dip them in the top oh gosh now i want a churro yeah it's um it's so it's like a piece of toffee and then they dip it in the like white chocolate and then cinnamon and it's to die for oh my gosh yeah I feel like most of the food at Disneyland is like super <laughs> delicious. Sadly, I've super. never been to Disneyland, only Disney World, but I think I should go to Disneyland. Yeah, you should. We could go we could go together. That would be fun. We actually should go. Is it close yes. to where we're going to be for Christmas Con? Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm here for next days, <laughs> I think more too. So if you want the City Girls pod. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That'd I would be, really be up fun. for it. Um, but yeah, I think that would maybe be, uh, my, my choice. If I could pick any dessert, it's so good. Um, I always said that my favorite cake is yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I think that's the perfect cake because you, it's not like too chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. Uh, you can really, the chocolate and the frosting really pops when juxtaposed with the, with the yellow cake. Mm -hmm. I also think a really good brownie that would be up high on my list oh yeah i love um my sister makes these amazing brownies that have like chunks of fudge in them and i don't like a cakey brownie i like like a more oh same I, I hate when people bring <laughs> these say brownies and then basically you just have cake right and the school that i went to they have this famous uh, brownies that are chewy brownies with a mint frosting on top. Mm. Those are good. Oh my gosh, that sounds so, I would be into that. Well, the reason why we're talking about this is because Miranda has put a, a strike against sex. She sure has. <laughs> and so she is, uh, <laughs> she, she other vices. Yes. So she made a chocolate cake and if you're, when you come out here to visit, I will tell you, there is a place that makes the best chocolate on chocolate cake. It is to die for, um, called Magleby's Fresh. It's so good. Uh, but, um, but anyway, she makes her own cake cause she goes to the bakery and it's $74 for the cake, which makes yeah. sense. Cause that was what Carrie paid, right? Oh my gosh. I love the consistency. Yes. That was Kate. Carrie's birthday cake was 70 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 
which probably is accurate in New York City. I actually just got a cake for my friend's uh, party and it was, it was 65. So yeah. 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 Uh, so she makes her own cake and uh, we also have Samantha and Maria and uh, with their relationship, like they definitely have different love languages. And I think that that's making it difficult. Yeah. I mean, Maria really seems to need this like quality of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Samantha, I feel like she's definitely a love language of hers is touch. And I do think that, so like in some ways, Samantha's getting what she needs, but there's too much talking and probably not enough touching for Samantha. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and for Samantha, she's just getting more and more sort of frustrated about all the talk, all the talk. <laughs> yeah. And I think she feels a little bit more in the next episode, but she feels uh, kind of judged by Maria. And I understand that. I think that some of what Maria is doing is just asking questions and Samantha's lifestyle is so different than Maria's, but I think that she can be a little bit more open if she truly does want to, you know, love and be in a relationship with Samantha. Yeah. And uh, then we have the, uh, um, I liked the line. It was really funny when Miranda, she says, you'll need this information when you check me into the Betty Crocker clinic. <laughs> that was, that was cute. That was funny. I always love these singers. Like Carrie had one a few episodes ago. We talked about, I'm like a perverted Nancy Drew. And then this whole, like, when you check me into the Betty Crocker clinic, I always just think these zingers are just so well written and delivered so well by all these actresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Carrie says that, uh, that Ray is a guy with ADD. So it does sort of seem like that. I think that we talk about things that are so different um, in Sex and the City when it originally aired than would be now if something like this was handled. And I think that um, talking about ADD or ADHD, we have a lot more like nuance and be a bigger conversation rather than just sort of dismissing him because of it. Yeah. And I didn't really understand why the banjo was such a turnoff. I didn't either. Yeah. I think that's cool. <laughs> you heard, you heard it here first folks. <laughs> Rachel's into the banjo. Yeah. I mean, pretty much when anybody can play an instrument, it just blows my mind. I'm like, you're making music come out of that thing. So yeah, I don't think I have an instrument in my mind that is like a particularly unsexy instrument because I just like special skills. Yeah, I mean, there's some instruments where the learning curve is tough. I mean, my sister played the violin and there's a learning curve, long learning I am curve. sure for that one. <laughs> But it's beautiful, of course, once it's once it once she mastered, which she did. She's she's she was really fun. And uh, but uh yeah, I mean I'm trying to think if there's an instrument that I mean I'm not the biggest saxophone fan because it can be kind of cheesy, but why not, Rachel? Oh <laughs> I don't play. Alex plays, I don't oh. play. It would just right here play how that's really job. funny. Yeah, it's just the whole Kenny G of it all, you know, can be a little much, but I still think if somebody I was in love with played the saxophone, I, it wouldn't be a deal breaker. This seemed like a deal breaker. She was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to be with someone who plays the banjo. Which, 
which he's a musician so he's going to play multiple instruments like he's very into yeah it. But i don't know why you're shocked well and she says that he's moved on from me to another instrument i'm not sure why you know she's he seems to be totally up for it but i mean i can understand why she's frustrated because she says can't we just sit down and talk and he can't do it he just seems incapable of of that and you need that in a relationship yeah he does seem to have um some difficulty with just settling like Mm -hmm. um not in the broader sense of settling or settling down but just like having a moment to be he's he's pretty high energy and can't really just kind of sit in that moment Mm -hmm. and we talked about last time but i love craig birko i think he's amazing and he is so sexy i think He's great. Even in this episode, when he's being like slightly annoying, sometimes he's still sexy. Yeah. He should be a bigger star, I think. Mm-hmm. He's come to the Hallmark family, Craig Birko. We'll <laughs> take you. Movie. Yes, that would be amazing. Uh, her, I mean, him and um, and Lara Osnes should do oh, a movie together. That would be amazing. They would be great together. Yeah, it would be so good. Um, so Carrie says great sex is great, but I still like the song you can play the melody to. Um, we also have in this, so Trey and Charlotte are connecting. Like, finally, um, they decide to conquer the bed. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then basically like Charlotte gets upset with Trey. Um, and it was a pretty funny scene. She's just like. I'm tired of being led by your penis. (laughs) That was funny. And again, she's delivering this monologue and it's so open and vulnerable, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So then Trey asked Charlotte to move back in and he proposes again. And so that was pretty, pretty fun. And it's nice to see them recommitting to their relationship and being on the same page i mean we know it doesn't ultimately work out but it's nice to see at least getting to know trey a little bit more and see that there are yeah. some good parts of his personality well and that yeah that they both tried because for a while it was just kind of like how could he not think this would be a problem mm-hmm. how could he not be trying harder and it just so and it was sad. It felt really difficult, I think, for Charlotte to have someone who's not even up to like talking about that. But mm-hmm. now he's he's back in the game. So what would you give this episode one to ten? Um, I really liked this one. I don't think it was like on the level with some of the other ones from last week, but still really solid. So I think I would give it an eight. Yeah, I think so. I think this was a good one. It had a lot of funny lines. Yeah. And I love that the whole John Stewart and Jack Claire's are the perfect relationship. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Calling all hearties, you will not want to miss Unfailing Love, a charming companion novel to the Hallmark TV show When Hope Calls. This new book by Jeanette Oak and Laurel Oak Logan explores the backstory and additional plot lines not seen in the show as children go missing and the future of the children's home is put in question. Get 40% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase Unfailing Love or any of the When Hope Calls novels with promo code When Hope Calls. That's 40% off at bakerbookhouse.com. Promo code When Hope Calls. 
episode is called Ghost Town. And we find out that uh, that Steve is opening his bar uh, that kind of uh, Miranda had encouraged him to do and that Aiden is the silent partner. So they become like BFFs. I am here for that romance. Yeah. yeah. They're both really sweet people. Mm-hmm. So they, they say, we'd love to see you there. Uh, Steve's got a girlfriend who kind of comes into the, uh, into the scene. And, and she weed him. We'd love to see you there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Weed. That's right. And, uh, and Carrie says it'd be like a parade of our failed relationships. Which that was is funny. True. Yeah. Yeah. So Trey's mom, Bunny, is uh, helping them pick out the bed. And this is when uh, Charlotte realizes that Bunny has designed the entire apartment, uh, including all of the mallard duck things <laughs> i forget what they're called hard pass on that yeah i, I think that's what they're called a hard pass <laughs> yeah the whole like hunting lodge thing is not my aesthetic that's for sure <laughs> i'm not shocked that that's not your aesthetic no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah she's just very very overwhelming and she said bunny says i'm going to be here forever Rachel, she is too much. Like, I know there's like the whole trope of like the overbearing mother-in-law. And I think sometimes I get carried away and someone's Mm -hmm. just trying to be involved or be loved. But not only is she too involved in their lives, she's also rude to Charlotte. So I do not have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. And she even, uh, she's going to be staying over there. And so she interrupts them when they're having sex and and she she doesn't seem to like, I would think you would apologize for that. I mean, that's the thing with these overbearing mothers is sometimes it's like no human being is like that. It's like the, the recent Pixar movie, Turning Red, the mother was just over the top. Really? Oh, I ridiculous. Seen it, but... I didn't like it. Other people, it's got like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That 6% is me. <laughs> it's just Rachel's reviews. Yeah. Um, I did not care for it. And I thought the mother was a big part of it. She was just too much to me. Uh, but anyway, I, I think that's such a kind of a cliche. I, uh, I mean, I'm not married, but like, I feel like most human beings, even if they're a little overbearing, aren't that overbearing. They want their children to have successful marriages. <laughs> Yeah, and Bunny, I mean, although it does make for an amazing scene when she brings the muffins over and she does catch them in the act. And the way the actress plays that moment with her, like shaking and holding the muffins and then, you know, putting them down on the table, it it was chef's kiss. Yeah, she did a good job. She did a good job. Uh, But basically, yeah, Charlotte's kind of weirded out by Bunny, which makes sense to me. Oh, but I yeah. think Trey, he's just a mama's boy and he's just allowed her to kind of run her, uh, her, uh, run his life. Yeah. And it's benefited him. So like, why wouldn't he do that? I mean, Trey has family money. He has a mom who takes care of him. She loves him. So she's yeah. not giving him any shade or anything. And I do think that I know this is a gender stereotype, but I will say that I do think sometimes men, 
do not pick up on things as well as women do. Yeah. I just loved her line, uh, Charlotte's line, when she, when she says, it's like we live in a museum of natural ugliness. <laughs> She's not wrong. Uh, Samantha is tired of being in a relationship. She's getting more and more frustrated. And then we get this scene where they have this big fight, her and Maria. And uh, she breaks all of Smith's plates. I mean, she's like, you want passion? <laughs> and um, I did that at one time with my ex-boyfriend. I was so mad. I took a plate that was full of food and I smashed the plate and the food went everywhere. And um, I wouldn't repeat that. <laughs> it's not a great way to deal with yeah. your problems yeah yeah and samantha's like my place <laughs> oh my god um and yeah and i the thing that i guess that i didn't like is that i think i feel like maria is pretty judgmental of samantha you know she says oh i've only been with 12 people and then you know she asks how many people have you been with and samantha doesn't answer which i feel like you know she's the type of person who does keep a list she knows, yeah. but she just doesn't want to say because she's just going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And basically, the, the, there's this guy at the bar and then uh, that asks uh, the hits on her. And then there's a guy who comes up and is like, hey, let's let's do it. And she's like, I'm in a relationship. And he's kind of like very pushy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think that's the main problem is that. Maria is judgmental of, of Samantha. Yeah. And I think it's like, just because you have a different sexual past, it's like, that's the person you want to be with now. So let's try and just focus on what you want right now in your relationship. Yeah. And what you can learn from the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Samantha does learn a lot from Maria. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. Um, Oh, the other awkward scene with Bunny was when she's applying the uh, vapor rub, which maybe oh. I need, I need Bunny to come over and take care of me, I think. Oh, I vapor know. Rub. I know. <laughs> you, I, I would, I mean, I'd be okay with that if I was, <laughs> yeah. Get you on a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to get the vapor rub, get you some of the, I have like the tissues that are the Vicks tissues. Those are good. Yeah. So then we also get a really nice scene between Steve and uh, and Carrie. Uh, Carrie brings the plant a mulberry bush, and uh, and then because they're on Mulberry Lane or whatever, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, that Steve invited Carrie because he didn't want Miranda to be alone because he's so thoughtful. Oh my gosh. He's incredibly thoughtful again, just for Steve. Yeah. And, uh, and also Miranda thinks she might have a ghost. <laughs> I love that. It doesn't seem like it's on brand for Miranda, but at the same time, it's also like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I mean, I kind of think there are spirits. Maybe that's controversial, I, but I, I think there are. They can I, think that but I I'm not like scared of it because I think it's mostly just I feel like it's people we love and you know yeah uh, so like I'm not like 
scared of ghosts. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's like Casper or like some kind of like we see it in the movies and in the, um, uh, the <laughs> stories, but I, I do think there's, there's spirits and, um, uh, but, uh, and I absolutely believe in aliens. People think, I think that makes total logical sense to believe in aliens. There's no way we're the only creatures in the whole galaxy. I think that's so, it's such an interesting thing that people could think we are. Because there's just so much out there that we don't know. Yeah. And whether you believe in um, like the power of the universe or God or just like the Big Bang Theory, like to me, under every section of that, it's like, of course, there's other stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com stores slash Hallmarkies. I have, they go to scout. What is that? I'm trying to remember. Scout. Oh, it's the name of the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the name of the bar. And, uh, and Steve says, I never would have done this without you. And then they say, just like that, Miranda gave up the ghost. That was really sweet. And Steve's acknowledgement of how much Miranda has affected his life and changed him for the better. I mean, they just have such a great connection. Yeah. And Carrie and Aiden share their, share a cake together. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, Rachel, this is where I get into the whole Carrie Bradshaw's worst territory because she expects so much from him when she treated him so poorly. Yeah. I don't feel like she has, uh, apologized enough for what she did and that she has shown enough growth as a human to be like I'm a new person it's gonna be I wouldn't go back with her mm-hmm. you have to guard and protect your heart and he's already been through a lot with Carrie yeah yeah so what would you give this episode one to ten I would give this either an eight or an eight point five what about you I don't want to get as much as the last one um, so I would probably give it a 7.5, but I think it's solid. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there was no Craig in this one for you. Rachel. Yeah. Oh, Craig Birka. <laughs> oh, I mean, we should have him on the podcast. One oh my gosh. Days. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So episode six is called baby talk is cheap. So in this one, we have Samantha. Um, she is dating this guy named Warren who likes to talk baby talk and she does not like it. Uh, and, uh, she's annoyed by it. 
Um, and then we also have Miranda. She's training for the marathon and she starts to kind of flirt with her running buddy. Which I can totally see how you would want someone. I think this is like the whole concept too of having like a work crush or like um, someone in an activity you're in, a crush on them because it kind of makes that activity even more exciting, even if it's a harmless crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets you motivated to get out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, we also have this whole thing with Carrie supposedly doesn't believe in the email, which I'm like, this is 2001 at this point. I mean, I had almost graduated from college. I graduated from college in 2002, and we were well on the way of emailing. This wasn't some kind of new thing. So, okay. I, when I was watching this, I was thinking of you saying that because I was like, yes, it's so true. I think what they're trying to craft with Carrie, it's the whole thing when they were leaving the messages on her voicemail being like, get a cell phone. I think it's supposed to be this like whimsical thing of like, she doesn't do email. She doesn't have a cell phone. But the problem with that is, is she is a columnist. And it right. doesn't make sense. So I agree with you. It would be different if she was like some sort of like visual artist and like didn't have a computer and didn't do anything technological. But her brand and her business is made by, I think, like somewhat being yeah. online. Yeah. I mean, she would definitely need to have it. I mean, if you think you've got mail was in 99. So uh, this is 2001. I, I mean, everyone had an email. Yeah. How does she even get stuff like from her editor or from the column? Yeah. Like how, where did, how does she send them her stuff? She acted like she'd barely heard of it. It was yeah. weird. I was just like, this show is not that old. If it was like 95, I could see it. Yeah. But not Mm-mm. 2001. Uh, but uh, we have Samantha coming on with her fake nipples <laughs> they looked great uh, they really did <laughs> i'd never heard of that i have to say so i recently my my friend um who she would love to be on the podcast sometime i think you'd love her but my friend just had a double mastectomy so she just got her new nipples in and oh, she's very wow. excited. yeah well especially in situations like that that makes sense yeah. But, uh, but you're right. Like putting them on. Oh, I mean, when Miranda was walking around with them and all the guys were looking at her and then Samantha's like, give me my nipples back. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, she's training for the marathon. I don't know. You, are you a runner at all? Do you, do you run? I don't. I no, swim. I, uh, I don't, I never had like the runners high that people talk about it's not just that I'm not good at it, which I'm not particularly good at it, but like, I, um, I don't enjoy it. And even if I'm going to do like cardio, I'd much rather do like a Zumba class or even like cycling. I just, I'm not a good runner. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You, you, like, I mean, I think the running. appeal of running is you can just literally just step out your door and you can do it. Whereas like for swimming, you've got to like go all the way to the pool or, or lake and I mean, it just takes way more effort. You've got to shower, you've got to, um, you know, you've like a thing you your have hair. To wear. Yeah. It's a lot more effort. 
uh, but you know, it's so much more fun to me, but, uh, but where is it like other sports also, you need like people, you need a team, you know, do basketball or, you know, something like yeah. that. Um, and so I think that's the appeal of running is you can just go, just go right outside yeah. your door. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to belong to a gym. You don't yeah. have to, you, if you've got sneakers and a comfortable outfit, you can do it. Yeah. But I, I kind of walk sort of flat footed. And so I get a lot of feet pain. So I think that's why I always gravitate towards swimming. Yeah, I I don't know what it is, but like whenever I would run, I would get like shin splints. And I don't think, I think there must be something wrong with the way I'm doing things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's painful. It really is. Um, yeah, I mean, should, should Samantha be more accommodating of this baby talk? I understand why it's annoying. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something, I mean, I guess I baby talked like my cat and I probably do it to kids a little bit, but even Mm -hmm. I try not to do it with that. So like, I understand why it's a turnoff. What do do you think? Well, I mean, I feel like, I guess if it really bothers you a lot and I could, I think it could be kind of condescending sort of patronizing. You talk about it. And then if, and then if they don't change, they keep doing it, then that would be a concern because they don't really care about how you feel. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's how I'd probably go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't what? think like, it would bother me that much, but I don't think it would like be a relationship killer. Yeah. Well, Carrie asked the question, she writes her first email supposedly in July of 2020 of 20 of uh, in July of 2001. Uh, and then we also have, uh, and she, and she asked the question, are all these improvements in communication actually helping us communicate, which I think that that is more valid now of a question than then. I echo your sentiments. Exactly. I, I think that now we think about all the ways we can get in touch yeah. and I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm all about social media and Zoom and Skype and all the ways to keep us connected. Like I'm not someone who's like, oh no, that's toxic or that's too much. But I think about even the numerous ways, like even just say you and me, how many platforms do we communicate on? Like we have like a Google chat with everyone from Hallmarkies, we text, we'll message on like Instagram. Like it's just funny that even just to get in contact with, the same person you communicate across a variety of platforms that's true i i really love uh in the movie he's just not into you which has a obviously sex in the city uh pedigree behind it i love the speech that drew barrymore makes in that movie she says says i had this guy leave me a voicemail at work so i called him at home and then he emailed me to my blackberry so i texted to his cell then he emailed me to my home account and the whole thing just got out of control and i miss the days when you had one phone number one answer machine and that one answer machine has a cassette tape and that one cassette tape either had a message from a guy or didn't and now you just have to go around checking all these different te- technologies just to be rejected by seven different technologies it's exhausting that's really cute and uh i haven't watched that movie in a while but i remember thinking that monologue was so memorable and yeah. true maybe for one of the episodes once they start talking about that in the show uh maybe we'll have to do a special episode on that movie. That'd be that fun. That would be so fun because I could use an excuse to watch that again. I haven't watched it in 
quite a few yeah. years at this point. I like it. I, I think that they're not every single of the plot lines works equally well. Uh, like I don't love the Scarlett Johansson story, but, uh, but a lot of them do work and I like, um, I like it. Yeah. So Charlotte meets Trisha. She's 34 with three kids. And <laughs> sometimes I have to say that women with children don't sell the experience that well. <laughs> we're as no. single girls. We're not like, oh, we really want to be going through what you're going through. <laughs> I, I don't plan on having kids, but I love kids and I've been a nanny and I coach kids acting and like, mm-hmm. I, I love children. Um, and I can't tell if the reason I'm pretty firm on it now is like not, if, is the way the experience has sort of been sold to me. And I actually think it's among our generation. Like, I don't remember my mom talking about it that way or like her friends or people like the generation above us. But yeah, um, I don't I don't know if I'm up for like mom life. I love kids, but I don't, it, people make it sound less than exciting. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I know it is challenging, uh, but uh, <laughs> sometimes I just like, wow sounds so miserable or things and that Trisha is definitely that type yes and I would say that if I had Trisha's kids I (laughs) they're a lot they're a lot um so Carrie and uh Aiden and Steve and Miranda go on a group date it's pretty awkward yeah and Carrie is being Carrie again and like telling Miranda act a certain way because she wants alone time with Aiden. And I don't know. I mean, I just, I was not pleased with my girl Carrie in this yeah. episode. And so she tells, at one point she tells Miranda to like basically leave the date. Yeah. And with her and Steve. And then, uh, and then Carrie tells Aiden that she wants to get back together and I just feel like it's too soon. She just barely was like dating Ray. She's, I, I don't know, like what has she really learned? So she had the affair with Big um, and I feel like she needs more time to kind of l- learn something. I'll, I'll tell you what she's learned that Aiden is extra hot now. And she's right. like, okay, like it's, girl, settle yourself. Like, I also think this reminded me, Rachel, of when she went to the restaurant that Natasha was having lunch at. I feel like her forcing this thing on Aiden when he's clearly putting up a boundary. And I'm not saying he doesn't have agency and he's a big boy and can make his own decisions. But Carrie is so guided by her own feelings and like needs and thoughts and all of that yeah. like, she forgets that other people are people with all of their own feelings and needs yeah. and, and he says you broke my heart and uh yeah i feel like they needed more time in between this because you especially in retrospect because you know she breaks his heart again yep <laughs> because i i do agree rachel i think that if she would have had if we would have seen her and yes, it's Sex in the City, so we don't ever really want Carrie to take a break from dating. But if there would have been more of a through line of her dating people be- being like, oh, man, I really miss Aiden. 
Um, but he's not Aiden. Oh man, I really screwed up with Aiden. But yeah. it, she's like still palling around with Big a few episodes ago. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, I was really enjoying the first part of the season where it was just her kind of dating and and not having relationship drama. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she says, I, I, she says, I love you. I wish I could be your girlfriend again. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have cheated on me, Carrie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For multiple, like, I think months. Right. Yeah. It's not like it was just one dalliance. It was a prolonged mm-hmm. affair. Yes. I think that, that, that it was a prolonged affair with someone she had a history with. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll forgive a bar makeout, but right. <laughs> um, and so uh, I did like when uh, when they say our kids will be different. That's the lie all parents tell themselves to procreate. <laughs> that was really sweet. Really and when funny. when Trey and Charlotte are spelling out, like he's like the room for the B A. She's like B Y. <laughs> yeah. So cute. I mean, they're annoying, but they're adorable. Super cute. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Aiden says, let's give it a shot. So I guess that we're going down that path. <laughs> Question for you, Rachel. I mean, obviously, I've watched these episodes before, but a while ago, I didn't remember that this is when he agreed to get back with her. And it kind of surprised me. I was like, what makes him say yes when, I don't know, like were yeah. you surprised or no? I was a little bit surprised. I think they should have drawn it out a little bit more. And uh, I guess he's just so smitten with her. He just loves her. So, you know, again, I think it hurts that in retrospect, we know that he's not in game. I know. I think it would have been different if you and I were watching in real time and mm-hmm. thinking he could be. Right. Yeah. Well, what would you give this episode uh, one to 10? Carrie made me so mad in this, Rachel. Yeah. But I think I am going to give it a 7.5. Still a great episode, but mm-hmm. I, I was really, I'm, I'm back to feeling my old. I'm going to give it a seven just because I thought the email thing was ridiculous. I just oh, yeah. can't buy that she didn't have uh, an email before this. She'd never well, given I, an email before 2001. Come on. And I like how you noted that it wasn't just that she had written the email or hadn't had email. It was like, she was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Although I, we forgot to mention the African dance scene was pretty funny. <laughs> like I'm never going to this again. Hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that Charlotte, I think goes regularly is like, yeah. it's Charlotte's class that she goes to. That was also amazing and yeah, wonderfully yeah. on brand for all the quirky things that Charlotte does. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. So I think I'll give this a seven. Yeah. I think that's fair. So let us know if you're listening, what you would give these episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Jack, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And make sure you're following us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. I try to post anytime I see anything, any articles or videos on Sex of the City. I try to post them on there. So definitely make sure you're following us at, on Twitter at City Girls Pod. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. 
Also make sure you're following us at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And then we also have the merch store where you can get City Girls Pod merch. So check that out. And also uh, check out the patron group. We have a lot of fun on there. Definitely want to be a part. And uh, so thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah.